morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here to join with me today as we face a Friday and a weekend. Yes, we are finally here. <laughs> oh, hopefully you have had a good week. Hopefully you're going to have a good Friday and you have great fun plans. I'm not sure exactly what the weather's supposed to be. I'm just counting on it being good. Let's see really quick. For those of you that are in central Illinois or south central Illinois, let's see. It's 40 degrees outside right now. Wow, that's ugh, that's a little cold. <laughs> well, we're supposed to have a high of 60 today and then 61 on Saturday and 57 on Sunday. It is definitely a fall weekend. Oh, wow. Sunday, it's going to have a low of 34. Mm. That may, uh, that may do, do a number on some plants. Definitely some frost warn warnings going on. But it's supposed to be clear uh, or cloudy. We're not supposed to have any rain. Actually, for the next week. We're supposed to have it nice, and we're going to get uh, mid midweek next week. We're getting into the mid-70s and higher. So, fantastic. I like weekends where we don't have a lot of rain. If it's going to rain, rain during the week so that I've got a clear weekend. And I'm also excited. I stopped by the repair shop, and they think that my tractor's going to be ready tonight. So, that's a good thing as well tickled about that. Uh, I picked up my uh, cylinder and hose. I need to get that on the uh, the big mower tonight. And tomorrow, if things work well and I can get things greased and lubed up, I may be able to get out and do some of the big mowing out in the fields. So that's, an, that's what I'm planning on. And I need to also pick up a couple of cigars. It's, uh, I, I kind of enjoy the idea of, of having a, a cigar while I drive on the tractor. And I, I may or may not smoke it. <laughs> but it just, it just seems like the right thing to do. <laughs> we'll tell you what, let's continue on in Jesus Calling. Uh, enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young, our little devotional. And we are, for those who are following along at home, if you have a copy, uh, we're on January 6th, although today is not just Friday, but it's October 2nd, October 2nd. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get into this. The devotion says, and again, these devotions are written so it's, it's kind of in the first person as if Jesus is talking. I am able to do far beyond all that you ask or imagine. Come to me with positive expectations, knowing that there is no limit to what I can accomplish. Ask my spirit to control your mind so you can think great thoughts of me. Do not be discouraged by the fact that many of your prayers are yet unanswered. Time is a trainer teaching you to wait upon me, to trust me in the dark. The more extreme your circumstances, the more likely you are to see my power and glory at work in the situation. 
Instead of letting difficulties draw you into worry, try to view them as setting the scene for my glorious intervention. Keep your eyes and your mind wide open to all that I am doing in your life. <coughs> okay. Well, let's see here. Let's take this part by part and ponder it. I am able to do far beyond what you ask or imagine. You know, that's, that's a key thing when we think about God. If God is all-powerful, he's all-knowing, if he can be anywhere and everywhere at the same time, if he has these unfathomable, yeah, unfathomable uh, abilities. Then, yeah, this this first statement seems like the obvious, but how often do we almost doubt it? I am able to do far beyond all that you ask or imagine. Come to me with positive expectations, knowing that there is no limit to what I can accomplish. Do we sometimes put limits on what we think God can do? Yeah. Do we sometimes put so much focus on what we want God to do that re we reject what God may be doing? Yeah. That's very much true also. Here's the, the kicker one. Ask my spirit to control your mind so that you can have great thoughts of me. You see, God gave us a free will. If he did not give us a free will, we would be no different from a rock. We would be no different from a plant. We would be no different from just an object if we did not have free will. But he gave us free will so that we would be able to choose him. There's probably a lot of theological writings on this topic. I'm sure there is. And I may be making an oversimplification. But to me, that's the key one. You know, Think to the different uh, love stories in movies where somebody is trying to force their love on someone else. You know, somebody in power, somebody who has, you know, a heavy hand over a person, blackmailing them or threatening them and saying, okay, you will love me. They may go through the actions, but they really don't. And I think that's the an important part of free will. And in this verse, kind or not verse, this this writing from uh, Sarah Young, I think she kind of nails it because we have free will. Is is God going to just impose Himself? My, ask my spirit to control your mind so that you can think great thoughts of me. 
what we're doing is we're saying in, in this concept is God, Holy Spirit, triune God, my thoughts go where I don't want them. My thoughts don't, they don't stay focused on you. So control my mind, allowing me to think the great thoughts about you that I want to think, but I'm not able to think because of my, my sinful nature, my sinful flesh. So that's kind of a thought of submission. I'm, 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 I'm asking you, God, to, to guide and lead my mind so that I can be thinking about what you want me to think about. <coughs> Do not be discouraged by the fact that many of your prayers are yet unanswered. Time is a trainer teaching you to wait upon me to trust me in the dark. When I worked in hospice, the idea of do not be discouraged by the fact that many of your prayers are yet unanswered became a real issue. Um, for those of you who are not that familiar with hospice, it is a program that provides services to help people who are terminally ill and dying. Uh, medical services to keep them comfortable physically, social work services to help them on emotion and relationship comfort, chaplains uh, to help them on spiritual comfort, although we all kind of did all the different levels of comfort, everybody who went into the home. But as I would go into patients' homes, I saw children who were terminally ill. I saw, I saw young spouses, newlyweds almost. Actually, one pops into my head that was uh, in their first year of marriage. Um, I, I saw young parents who were, who were patients. I saw people of all different ages and all different situations, and many of them were desperately praying, knowing that God could save them and not seeing their prayers answered in the way that they wanted. And that was hard. And I think the key thing is not every prayer that we want answered is going to be answered the way we want it. That's a huge pill to try to swallow, depending upon the circumstances. And well-meaning people in those people's lives, in their desperation, in their trying to understand, sometimes said some of the most horrific things to people that then resulted in challenging their faith in such a way that uh, they, were, they were feeling rejected by God. That's not the case. That's not the case. <clears throat> uh, 
Do not be discouraged by the fact that many of your prayers are yet unanswered. Time is a trainer teaching you to wait upon me, to trust me in the dark. The more extreme your circumstances, the more likely you are to see my power and glory at work in your situation. And sometimes that power and glory, again, is not in the direction that you want. You know, it it, it reminds me, again, of one of my hospice patients. He was living in his parents' home. And they were taking care of him. They were retired. They were able to devote all their time. This son was, he had, a, he had a family also of his own, and they were there on a regular basis as well. But this son, I guess you could say, had been a prodigal son. And these parents and this son's spouse had been praying for a long time for God to straighten out his life. And then he came down with a terminal illness. And that terminal illness um, really slapped him in the face pretty hard. It got his attention where nothing else was getting it. And he had a major change. He had a change that radically altered his life, his view, his thinking, not just in the physical sense of what the illness was doing, but it brought him back to where he once was, you could say. And the, the, the wild, destructive lifestyle was gone. And during a two or three year time period, he became the wonderful son, the wonderful husband, the wonderful father that everybody had been praying for. And now they, they, they needed him to survive. And the problem was he, he wasn't. And they were all focused on why can't God save him? Why can't God save him? This is what needs to happen. And during my last visit, uh, where the patient was non-responsive, uh, he was in the last days and hours. And I sat down with the dad, the father, and we had coffee sitting across a small table from each other. And we had a, a, a beautiful private conversation. And he said that the thing that was very profound, he said, we were all praying for a miracle. But we weren't looking at where the miracle had been occurring. Yes, my son is dying and will only be with us for a very short time now. 
But the miracle was I got my son back. I got my son back. And he said, that was the miracle. And that I'm going to be able to see my son in heaven someday. Because I know beforehand I wouldn't have. He was on the wrong path. The, the hopeless case. Uh, the hopeless situation of a lost son like that. That was the miracle. That was the work that was God's will. That was the <clears throat> the more extreme your circumstances, the more likely are you are to see my power and glory at work in the situation. It took until those last days for the Father to be able to see the power and the glory at work. Instead of letting difficulties draw you into worry, try to view them as setting the scene for my glorious intervention. Keep your eyes and your mind wide open to all that I am doing in your life. <clears throat> Circumstances can be a distraction from what is taking place. That's a hard part. It can be quite a distraction. But God is able. God is willing. But just like we were talking about, I think, yesterday, um, the idea of his will is better than our will. We may not understand it immediately. We might not even understand it during or even after, it may take a while before we have that aha moment. And it's like, that's what he was doing. That's where trust comes in. Let's look at a few scripture verses that uh, point, uh, point out some of these things. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 3. Um. This is a letter that Paul wrote to the Christians in Ephesus, and we are at verses 20 and 21. And this is how Paul would close some of his, some of his things, his writings. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's closing thoughts. It's like closing you know, a letter or what we may have as closing a prayer. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. That's a powerful thought. That is a very powerful thought. The next is Romans chapter 8, and it is verse 6. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit past it because it puts into context. Maybe a little bit before also. Let me see, where do I want to start? Uh, 
Okay, I'm going to start with verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh are sinful bodies, are sinful way of looking at things. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. This is verse 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. It's looking at two things. Where's your focus? Where is your focus? Where is your intent? Is it on the things of this world, the fleshy things, the things that draw us into a state of being outside of God's will? You know what? Parts of that's always going to be there. It's going to be there until... We leave this current existence. But we do have strength and power, insight and wisdom that comes only from God when our focus is on the Spirit, when our lives are in the, the, the viewpoint of where God wants them to be, where we can see and trust and love God, where we can see and trust and love Jesus. The next is Isaiah chapter 40, verses 30 and 31. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who sit for the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm sorry, for those who wait. Where did I see sit? Okay, let me start over again. (laughs) Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What's he talking about here? You know, when we think of young people, especially the older I get, they seem to have all kinds of strength and energy. (laughs) Especially the hyperactive ones. (laughs) They have little motors that don't ever stop. But, uh, But those who wait on God, those who wait on the Lord, their strength is renewed. You know, when we try to do things on our timetable and it's not God's timetable, 
If we're out of sync with God on the timetable, we become exhausted. We become frantic. We become desperate. We become exhausted. We fall faint. See, I can't do it anymore. Well, if it's a time of waiting, that's a time of renewing. You know, in the old days of battles, in war, you know, you could only, uh, an army could only fight so long because they had to rest. And if they were going out to a battlefield and they were, and there was an enemy coming, they would rest until that enemy arrived. And maybe they would be, you know, fortunate and they had rested up, and as soon as the enemy arrived at the battlefield, they could attack the enemy fully rested. Well, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They have very strong wings. Don't get in a fight with one. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Because they're getting their rest from God during that time. And then finally, Revelation 5, verse 13. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Yeah. Here we have a scene, a scene from the future, a scene where everything, every living being, every creature, everything that God created in the heavens, on the earth, in inside the earth, in the sea, all of them saying to him who sits on the throne, God the Father, and to the Lamb, that's Jesus, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. So going back to the beginning of this study today, I am able. That's what God says. He says, I am able to do far beyond all that you ask or imagine. When we bring ourselves into his way of thinking as much as we're able, when we trust him with the strength of trust that he is willing to give us, when we, when we, um, Release the distractions so that we can spend time and focus on him. Things change. Things change. All right. That's it for today. I hope you have a great day, a great weekend. I hope these are, hel- you know, these are helpful and insightful. If you enjoy this, please drop me a line. Drop me a line on the Facebook page. Just go out there and and find Morning Coffee with Larry and let me know what you think. Uh, if you like this direction, if you don't like this direction, give me give me some insight. I you know there's other th- I can go to some of the other topics that we used to kind of cover, but I can do that as an extra. You know, 
So give me some feedback. I would sure appreciate it. And in the meantime, have a great one. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.